Here we are again. Another lovely, exciting episode of the Running on Empty podcast. With me, Trevor, and as always, Joe. That's me. He's This isn't this is obviously the first take, not the fifth. We're doing this. Okay. So, I feel bad. <laughs> you don't feel that bad. Feel a little bit remorseful. <laughs> you know what you've done. Yeah. We might release what we see. They might be copyrighted, so we might not be allowed to release them. I don't think anything's copyrighted that we said. It's just parody anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll send them to maybe to Dalton and let him do what he wants with at some, at some point in time. Uh, so here we are today. After the lovely, lovely excitement of the holidays has died down. Yeah. Trying to get back into the groove of things. <clears throat> and... uh we just thought we would share some uh, stories with you guys today. Some, uh, not, not, I mean, not about us. Maybe some customer experience stuff. Mostly some D and D stories. Some funny events that have happened. Just you know, hanging out with friends, having good times, which happens quite often when you're. Oh yeah. When, when role playing. So, off the bat, because I know I have a few I, I'm thinking about or off the top of my head. Is there anything that come immediately to your head that you want to share before related I get to or not? E- either or, D and D related See, or. I've been unironically watching tiktoks a lot lately <laughs> and uh there's actually a lot of people on tiktok that are like let me tell you about when i was working in customer service okay and about this stupid karen that <laughs> yeah so uh i think my favorite one ever is uh this guy one time i was working at a, a store and it was like in the spring and we had our coats like winter coats were 50 percent off Mm-hmm. You know, because it's spring, so get a good deal on whatever codes are left. So this guy's like, excuse me, sir. I'm like, yeah, what can I do for you, buddy? And then he's like, how much is this coat? <laughs> so I grab the coat from his hand, <laughs> and I lift up the sleeve, and on the sleeve is a tag. You know what that tag said? It said ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> and so I said, huh, this looks like it says ninety nine ninety nine. And I gave it back to him. And he's like, okay, but like, that was on that rack. So it's 50% off, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. 50% off that. You're right. And he's like, okay. And he starts to walk away. And then he like turns around and he's like, so that would be like $40, right? <laughs> I was like... The fact that he had a pause. I bit my lip to prevent myself from laughing in his fucking face. And I said, no, it'd be more like 50. Because <laughs> math is hard. Customer service does not sound like an exciting place to be. No, no. it is. Actually, it really is. Well, I mean, in those aspects, it is probably very exciting. Because you get a lot of that. Yeah. You get a lot of just sheer stupidity. I mean, the most of what I get is just, uh, you're familiar with what I do, but basically it's just how many times I'm asked, say, it's a job and they're supplying the equipment to do the job, and I get asked if I have tracking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you haven't given it to me. <laughs> how about D&D stories, though? Oh, God. There are many, many stories. Initially, uh, what's your what's your favorite one or one there, that comes to mind? There are a few that all happened like whenever we were uh, running through the Curse of Strahd campaign. Okay, 
the first of which you guys were in a uh, a windmill that was like ran by a bunch of hags that would like capture children and grind them up and to make meat pies out yeah, of them. Good old Curse of Strahd. Were you running that or was I? Uh, I, I think we we, we both run it multiple times, but this was when I was running it. Okay. And this was uh it was in uh the windmill is called Old Bone Grinder. Yeah. <clears throat> and you guys worked the up a story. You guys were confronting the hags and fighting them when our good friend Nugget was playing a bard cast Thunderwave in the room. And Thunderwave, if you don't know, sends a big loud like area effect spell that basically it's like a thun- it's thunder. It's literally just thunder. Yeah. And a loud sound. Big scary noise. It dog hide under bed. Pushed over like candles and lanterns and made a real ruckus on the place. Well, that started to catch the uh, windmill on fire. Yeah. <clears throat> and little did I thought, alright, this is not going to be that big of a deal. Lo and behold, all of you nearly died mm-hmm. in that fire. Yeah, we all almost died in a fire, yeah. There's no firefighters either. Like, I don't know how long we've been playing at that point. Like, a few months with these characters, and you guys are nearly killed yourselves i don't know i don't know if it was a few months but it was like a while at like, least you know a, like he has nearly killed your characters for in sure. a fucking fire yeah yep Next yeah week. we really did that actually you're right we really <laughs> did almost kill ourselves and everyone that we ever knew and loved or saw no i'm kidding not that extreme but yeah we so, almost we almost all died in a fire so it was just like it was just a series of bad Did I jump out the window? I think he did jump out the window. It was a series of bad character choices combined with bad roles mm-hmm. that led you guys being stuck on a second story of a windmill that was burning to the ground. Yeah. I feel like I'm being like scolded. <laughs> Even though I didn't do it. <laughs> then another exciting story it was still in Curse of Stride. I don't know if it was the same campaign. I wanna say it was, but I don't I don't know for sure. But basically, you guys had found a uh, toy shop that was, like, being run oh, by yeah. by vampires in the back. So you're like, you know what, we're going to help this store owner and we're going to kill those vampires. And during the fight... It no, was that a, was a, um, that wasn't a toy store. That was, was a the, toy store. Wasn't that the guy that made coffins? Oh, yeah, it was the coffin salesman. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you guys, it was a tough, I don't know if it was, like, a tough fight, but you, you were getting your shit handed to you. <laughs> I, I was. It was bad rolls. I remember distinctly that I like. I was very confident that we could handle. It was like two or three vampires. I was like, we got this. Like, I have radiant damage out the wazoo. Okay, which is a really weird place to have radiant damage coming out of. But I did, and I was just making terrible rolls, just fumble after fumble. But then it got to a point, like, it was you, Brad, and Dalton that were playing. Yep. And there was a point where Brad looks at Dalton, looks at you, looks back at Dalton, and just goes, fireball. And I was like, <laughs> you know, Brad, I'm within the area of effect here, okay? I have to make a dexterity saving throw, which will bring me down to probably dead, okay? Brad, I will probably be dead if I fail this saving throw. <laughs> Are you okay with me being dead? And he was just like, 
And so he did it. He cast the fireball. I lived with one HP. And the vampires were still not dead. So all of that. So an entire another round of combat goes by. And Brad just looks at me and looks at Dalton. And I go, Brad, please. And he just looks at Dalton and goes like this again. And he casts another <laughs> fireball <laughs> when I have one HP. He's like, I'm so okay with the fact that you almost died that I would be fine if it really did happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just a classic story to this day. It's just like, fireball. Yes. There's actually a lot of really good ones with that campaign with the... Yeah, there was the one... We almost made Dalton poop his pants in real life. <laughs> yeah, there was one that uh, they were... Basically, they were trying... They were, like, escorting these kids. No, it was more than just the kids. You were escorting this brother and their sister. And you guys had taken on orphans, I believe. That's what it was. Um, that you had rescued from the bone grinder. Yes, that's right. And then, in the course of this next city... We had, like, three orphans you guys with had, us yeah. or something at one point. You guys point. had a little troop. <laughs> like... Two from Bone Grinder and one from something else. Yeah, so at... So the you, lake. Yeah, so you guys were at the city. I, forget, I think it was like Velaki. I want to yeah. say it was Velaki. And you guys were just going about you know, going out your business. And somehow you guys had lost track of one, the girl you were trying to protect from the vampire Lord Strahd. And all the children. So you guys are like, all right, we're going to split up to find them. <laughs> Dalton ends up going to a mansion, like an old like rundown mansion. Knocks on the door, and this like this lady answers. She goes, hey, hello. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for uh, some children. Have you seen them? And she goes, no, uh, but I can help you out. I can send some messages to my friends, like implying she was a mage. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you, please. <laughs> so she comes in, sets him down, gives him some tea and some, like, some cakes and stuff. She had cookies. Yeah, it was cookies. And she goes, I'm going to go upstairs, and I will, I'm going to send a message to my friends, and I will let you know if they see, if they see anything. <laughs> so she goes upstairs. And his character sits there for what's like the Dal- better. Dalton, Dalton's <laughs> like, I'm so happy that I got cookies right now. He just sits there and he's like, eh, this is fine. Like for like what? How long did I say his character after? Like an oh, hour. It was an hour. And he's like, no one count. No one. She's not coming back down. And he goes, he goes. I want to go up the stairs. And I go shout up there. He goes, hey, is uh everything all right? And she, and she just shouts back, yeah, everything's fine. I'm just waiting for my friends to get back to me. He goes, okay. Okay, thank you. So he sits back down, waits like 20 more minutes, and then he starts poking around the place, looking at stuff. He ends up finding a secret door underneath the stairs. And literally, he goes down the stairs and finds a uh, room, open, uh, finds another door, opens it up, and there's a room with like people, like a cult of people standing in robes. He walks in, looks at him. The lead person looks up, says the devil is coming and he just goes teleports out (laughs) (laughs) cast dimension door or something on himself right oh my gosh and then immediately after that he got up from the game and went to the bathroom for like 10 minutes it was a long drawn out like he might have yeah he maybe that's still a close call that's still one of the most one of the funniest moments that i've had then that same campaign was the one where uh, Brad's character had that pet elephant. Was that the one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the fucking bridge. Is that what you were going for uh, next? I think so. It was the one where <laughs> basically 
the elephant well, they were targeting i think it was like what like rock demons that were like imprisoned that were like gargoyles yeah they guys were fighting these rocks they killed the elephant resurrected the elephant it came back screaming <laughs> and you guys just killed it again <laughs> put it out of its misery I don't know why, either. But wasn't this all after we got to a part where there was a bridge, and you're like, it's a bridge made of stone near a waterfall, so the rocks are wet and a little slick. <laughs> and we spent like 20 minutes in real lifetime trying to figure out what the best course of action was to move across this bridge. And you're like, guys, it's like 20 feet wide. It's like as long as you're not standing by the edge, like running, you're probably okay to just walk across it like a normal human being. But this this was after. But like people at that point wouldn't stop fucking arguing about the marching order. So we literally just spent like way too long on the marching order <laughs> so that someone could safely cross the bridge that was already mostly safe to cross if you just weren't an idiot about it yeah it was just they were, high, they were higher up the mountain it was it was like there was water coming across it so there's a little it was probably a little icy but if you just walk across like a normal human being <laughs> you are not gonna get fucked up by this thing <laughs> But nope, insisting, everyone insisting, it was a trap. We wasted so much time on that. Uh, but that's kind of like the beauty of things. Even the most simple situations become... <laughs> Fucking Rubik's Cubes of a problem. <laughs> I think it was then... Yeah, so then you guys encountered the rocks, had the poor elephant die, brought it back, killed it again. Yep. Um... Made your way up to the Amber Temple, which the was good old Amber Temple, which was quite an exciting series of events. So I believe in our other episode we talked about a uh, situation that happened up there involving uh, your character and, and and a lich being one of the most emotional. Did we talk about it? I think we did, <clears throat> but basically it was just a moment where his character, if you didn't listen to that episode or watch it, it was a uh, basically his character was very black and white. Like I'm gonna fucking kill everything that's evil. And through a sequence of events, found out that there's a lot of grays in the world, and you can't look at everything from a black and white point of view. So it was a very cool character building moment, but the highlight, well, not really the highlight, but one of the most <clears throat> ridiculous things to have happened while up there was uh, Brad's character found like this amber sarcophagus, and it spoke to him and promised him power. Oh my god. <laughs> so mind you, Brad's character, Brad had the tenacity of convincing the entire party to put all their wealth and valuables in his fucking his item he had called a portable hole. So instead of everyone carrying their belongings in their person, he carried it all on him. So when he uh, touched this thing to get power, it I had to make a charisma saving throw because there was a chance that uh, it would corrupt him and take control of him. Lo and behold, he rolls a 1. Which, if you don't know, it's a critical fail. There is no saving from it. Yeah. So he instantly touches it, looks at the party, teleports away with all of their stuff. Yep, and I don't think we ever saw him again either. Nope. Nope, all of our items, yeah. And uh, that's why we don't trust Brad anymore. 
as a person, not as a character, like just as a human being. Don't trust. We Brad. don't even trust. We don't even trust our friend anymore. We still invite him to stuff, you know, but we just don't trust him. <laughs> there's so many instances. I still of, like him. <laughs> there's so many instances of things where you guys just like burn it down and move on with your lives. <laughs> murder hobos, dude. Sometimes, sometimes, like sometimes, there's some murder hoboy moments. But I like to think that there's a lot less of those than a lot of groups have. Yeah, but there's there's a time when I'd set up this real night. I don't know. It was an okay puzzle, but basically they found this old abandoned mansion in the middle of the woods. And was that Argenvostolt? No, no, no. This was uh, the current campaign. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 And uh, they encountered, oh. they encountered uh, a Minotaur zombie. They dispatched it, but like everyone's kind of going and doing their own thing. And they're all finding like these daggers. Each dagger looked like a certain gemstone and had a and had a thing on the pommel. Like it would have been like a ivory, like a, no, it was like a jade snake. And the entire handle and most of the like, parts of the blade was made out of jade. And, like, the same thing for, like, there were, like, there were a bunch of them they kept finding. No one knew what was happening. It looked like a collection. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, we, you could tell. So they're just wandering around until one of our, one of our character one of our friends, Jake, found a, uh, thought he saw a ghost or something just out of the corner of his eye. So instead of doing the same thing and telling his allies, he sets the mansion on fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he, yeah. He just yeah. lights yeah. it on fire. Yeah. Dude, what if, like, <laughs> in Resident Evil, okay, Leon Kennedy just sets everything on fire instead it's of like, dealing with nope. it? Nope. No nope. scary hallways. Nope. Fire. No scary swamps. No so just zombies. Throws a fi- just throws a flamethrower at his back and just walks forward. Just. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? You it's like, do? you can't scare me if everything's on fire. But, uh, so basically it wasn't to a point till like, the, uh, mansion had basically started, like, really was on, was on fire, was up, was blazing that someone... Oh, yeah, caught on fire real good. That I think you decided to rush into the basement, because the last place to have checked, and then you found a stone pedestal with mark, with, like, in, like indents to where each dagger could go. Yep. With a door in front of it. Yep. And you didn't have time to get to it. Yeah, because everything was on fire, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that very clearly. <laughs> so now, they just left. Some still have the daggers. And now to this day... There's some daggers that are, like, presumably there still. Some maybe in the far reaches of the earth. We don't know. They could go back and try to open that door again. Just have to clear away all the uh, destroyed bits of. I'm a little bit like afraid. I'm like hesitant, you know, to do that um, because we also released a aspect of a demon god into the into the earth because there was like this obelisk, you know, like mm. a, I think it was a shiny black obelisk, and. Uh, as like you know, oral be like nine out of ten doctors recommend not touching the <laughs> obelisk. Well, wouldn't you fucking know it? There's that one guy that was like, "I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it." 
no we're like, please, <laughs> don't, don't touch it. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, just pull me off of it if something bad happened. So no, no, just let's just walk away from this. No, nah, I'm gonna touch it. Touches it. So like, of course, like some terrible shit happens, and then Orcus, like a demon lord of the nine hells or some shit. I don't even know. He's just like, you have released my spirit. And, and then uh, we're like, cool. And then like, come to find out, like, oh, his horns were severed off. And uh, that's really the only thing, like, if those ever, if those horns ever, you know, end up meeting again and with, like, his pitchfork and, like, the Elder Wand and the Invisibility Cloak or something, I don't know. There's, like, a few items, and it's, like, if those, like, ever fucking merge together again, then, like, there's nothing stopping from him just unleashing hell upon the material plane of existence. We're like, well, that's just fucking fantastic. You know, thanks, Jimmy, yeah, for touching the goddamn thing <laughs> that we said to not do. So you guys have been wandering around like chickens with your heads, heads cut off, ignoring everything else that's yeah. come your way. It's like, oh, look, I'm going to pay you, like... I don't know, a million gold. Just come fucking watch my back as I walk into this temple. You're like, sorry, yeah, we got No, we ignored that guy. It's Wasn't like, there another guy that was like, hey, if you just sell these drugs, okay? Yeah, and we're no, like, you, guys, you know what? You guys we'll rob- try some of them, and then we'll rob you, and then we're going to go do this thing with demons. Yeah, no, you guys robbed him blind and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there for it, though. Yeah, you guys literally robbed I wasn't like, there for it. Yeah, you guys right. are literally. You might have. You might have been doing something else. I think I was. I think I was off somewhere else talking yeah. to. Uh, yeah, you weren't involved in that conversation. Yeah. but uh, Brad was. <laughs> oh yeah, Brad. A, fu- a fucking course, Brad was. So you guys are literally sitting on. A, a lot of drugs. Yeah, a lot just, of drugs, and we don't know what any of them do. Nope, you guys haven't tried any of them. They're just sitting there. But they're expensive. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't even tried to sell them. Oh, yeah, you guys haven't, yeah, no. You guys haven't really had the chance to. Oh, we met a uh, a butcher too. Oh yeah, but like a demonic, scary butcher. That was exciting. I nearly murdered at least one of you. Yeah, our our feline friend, Storm. I mean, she was the squishiest the cat. One, so she put a meat hook through her fucking chest and. How did she live that? I don't even remember. She I, lived it, though, right? Yeah, I didn't get quite to deal enough damage to kill her before. Just, I think she her. left with, like, fucking one or two hit points. It wasn't much. Right? So I literally probably would have... I think she was at least unconscious. Yeah, I actually... I think I think got her. I did down her. I, I downed her, but he what, the character wasn't smart enough to know that she was just unconscious. He was like, all right, next thing, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you guys haven't really done much after that. You guys are kind of just sitting there so yeah we'll have to see where that we gotta pick back up again it's been hard because she's been working though a lot yeah we everyone's been working a lot so hopefully we get that back up and running soon yeah i literally fun. planning that next session has been well planning i don't really plan yeah. much but planning the next session was kind of like irritating because i had this whole idea for like a poem puzzle or something like that okay within that room you guys are in like to lead to like future rooms because the way i'm picturing it which is, this isn't like much to giving too much away for the campaign it's kind of yeah because immediately in the room there's going to be multiple ways you can take and each way will lead to something different 
Okay. And I thought of a basically a puzzle explaining which uh, which what each is behind each door. So my problem is that sounds fun. I uh, had all these great ideas, and right when I like gotten home or whatever to like go and write them down, I'd forgotten all the fucking poems I made up in my head. So now I gotta like go through and come up with them all again. Mm. That sucks. Yeah, I've got like loose notes written on my phone. I think one was uh I wonder do I even like I'll share one. It's not great but like it's like the the only one here, I'll share one that like they're, they're not complete. This is kinda of like the idea. One like one is if treasure is what you seek, then push this button. Succumb to greed, it'll and it'll be your destruction. Something, something simple. Oh, okay. So Brad's gonna kill us is what that says. So it's basically like. <laughs> okay, got it. Though my idea, like, it's not uh, there's that room's gonna lead to like something involving treasure, and we'll see what happens from there. But there are others. There's one that's basically that's gonna lead like basically hint at a way out, but there'll be like a plot, a, uh, something else that goes on with it as well. So. Like I said, I've got notes, roughly things like that's just all I'm trying to get planned because I know okay, I gotta because when Cameron had to got got busy for work, had to kind of work on that, and so kind of gotta because it wouldn't be good to introduce like bring him back because timeline wise, he's only been gone for a couple of days. Yeah, and you guys have now we're now on a different continent thanks to the help of this wizard. So. Gotta kind of like be super weird. Yeah, just... ki- kind of gotta push this forward somehow. Cause like yeah. in real life, it's been months. In game, it's been like forty-eight hours, maybe yeah. maybe seventy-two, if I want to push it a little bit. But it has not been that long. So, I've got different. I've, I've got. I think I got it figured out on what it is. Cause definitely, you guys are in a. Something's going on where you guys are at. You're not. You guys haven't quite figured it out. You guys are aware that something's finicky because we guys last year you guys were running from a, like a fog or like a mist that had creatures. In yeah. It. You guys were in a castle that seemed to be canceling out your magical abilities. With a like the guy own the guy who owns the castle, you were receiving. I think I think a couple people suspected he was a vampire lord or something. But then uh, you guys found this whole yeah because he was drinking wine and they're like, is that blood? <laughs> Is it blood? And I, I was just like, I, I don't know. Is your wine blood? <laughs> so yeah, so that's what kind of what's you're, you guys left us. You guys don't really know what's happening. You guys are found this underground kind of a uh, tunnel system that led to this weird open chasm with like this being of like tentacles and teeth and crazy shit. And then you guys found a, a demonic butcher. Yeah. So he, Still not sure what's going on with all that, but you know we're gonna we're gonna like make it out of there and then like tell this like Lord of the Cast like, dude, you got some fucked up shit going down in your basement, and you probably ought to call like an exterminator or something, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about calling. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's you guys bad. haven't decided what you're doing since then, because you guys stopped and rested after fighting that demon, and now you're kind of just uh, we just haven't had a chance to play since then, so. What's your favorite uh, character that you've ever gotten to play? Oh, jeez. That's a tough one. I kind of want to say... 
immediately off the top of my head, like my gut reaction is to say Brom just simply because I played Brom so much. He was a he's a blood hunter. So basically, he's this monster hunter that it's but he's a werewolf, so he like uses his lycanthropy to help fucking kill monsters. But I mean, I haven't I, I've played a few, not many that I'm like. Like, that one is just, I've attached it because I played so much. I don't know, Edward. Edward from, uh... Yeah, that was the game. other that, one I was, yeah, that was thinking. That was probably, yeah, he was probably one of the most fun characters to play. Because he just kind of had, uh, this, like, personality to him. That's right, she had a cat that looked like Ron Perlman. That was his way into every conversation. That was really fun, actually. That was a, for anyone that doesn't know, which is probably everyone, um... We played in, like, this really pretty different, I guess, D&D game uh, where it was all about portal hopping and, like, jumping through portals to new worlds and stuff. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Kind of wish we could pick back up on that. Yeah. Because that was, like, one of those premises where you're like, this is going to turn out and be shit. But it was actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, I don't know, there's something about that character, he just kind of took on a life of his own, and <clears throat> it's the only character I've had that's actually died. We went to Jurassic Park, and mm-hmm. where else, Hercules. Yeah, I know, uh... My favorite one, one, this is actually one of my favorite D&D stories, because it was just me and Joey mm-hmm. that did this. We went through, we got separated from the rest of the group, is like kind of how we like played it out or whatever because no one else could show up to that game Mm -hmm. so me and joey we went through a portal trying to find you guys and we ended up in a cornfield which ended up being from the movie signs which i've never seen (laughs) but it was a bard and a monk like a ninja and we we killed some aliens (laughs) We killed an alien, at least. I cut an alien's head off. And uh, that was terrifying, actually. It was fucking terrifying, especially because, like, there was a point where it's like, I think this is Signs, but I've never seen the movie. I don't know anything about it. It's a good movie. So, uh, apparently the aliens in that are, like, if they touch water, then, like, it's their weakness or Mm -hmm. something i didn't know that so i was just trying to cut their fucking heads off (laughs) with my with my sword you know because i got like a little like a little sword like Mm -hmm. because i'm a ninja so i don't have like a katana necessarily you know nothing that big because she's uh, a ninja that values you know being able to be mobile and stealthy and so like a big katana gets in the way she doesn't even have a backpack, okay? She finds her own food every day and just sleeps on the ground. Like, that's just how she is, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, she just values her mobility and everything, so she has one weapon. <laughs> and we decapitated. Uh, no, I think she has one weapon and she has some needles, too. Or mm-hmm. something like that, like throwing darts. But... And then, like, some, some coins. But aside from that, yeah. 
we like pulled some like wacky like surprise attack and I ended up cutting one's head off and then we ended up escaping to this the spaceship or whatever and it was just like here, here's the thing, guys. Is this started off as like a regular D and D, and now I'm like talking about how we were in the Signs universe right after we got out of the Hercules universe and jumped back into our spaceship so that we could go to the X Men universe right after that. It was really fun, though. Yeah, it was a, it was a trip. Yeah, also that we could go to the X Men universe and fight actual Kyle, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, which is the being that killed me. It wasn't that world, but we the second time we encountered actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, they in fact killed me. Yep, he's a bastard. Yeah, rest in peace. The character was fun. The, the campaign was fun. I want to revisit it. It was exciting. Yeah, I think that I after he died, I just made Hellboy, and I'm like. Fuck it, I'm Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> you're right, that happened. Because he said, like, if you guys want to, after, like, if your character ever dies, you can make another character, and it can be, like, like you said, like, Hellboy, or, like, something that already exists, and it can just be that person. <laughs> like, you can just be Spider-Man, or whatever, you know? And, uh, because I remember I was like, dude, all right my character ever dies i'm gonna be samus Aran from metroid because mm-hmm. i was like that would be awesome it power be. bombs charge shot laser grappling hook thing yeah i was like that would be fucking sweet be seven foot tall you know you just never got the chance to die never got the chance to die which i'm not sad about either because i really liked playing my character but i was at the same time like if that does happen then like i have a really cool backup it reminds me of a a campaign, a, ga- a session we were playing in a game, and you're like, you made this like vampire hunter, like this monster hunter. Oh, and like you like several sessions, and nothing like monster related ever came up. You're like, man, this character's not like really fitting the story. Was that Valentine? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna switch it up because he's not really fitting the story. And then that same session, like. An hour in, a character's like, oh yeah, watch out for the vampire. And you just looked at me and slammed your hand on the table. (laughs) Yeah, that character was really fun to play too. The problem is everyone kept slipping into my goddamn (laughs) accent. I was like, this is my accent that I'm doing. Can you stop doing it just because I'm doing it? It's a really infectious accent. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not my problem. <laughs> okay? You're like, so stop. <laughs> like the rest of you, find your own. Yeah. But... I made this character. I paid for it. Wait, what? What? I don't <sighs> And then, uh, oh my god, I just had one, but I think I fucking forgot it. <laughs> it's a perfect story, but yeah, no, that was... Oh no! There was a then there was the game we were like we were playing in the Lord of the Rings universe. Oh, there's there's a few from this one too. The one that I'm eagerly thinking of is uh, so they're they're in Dale and they're spending like three months or something in the, in Dale just helping re and just helping rebuild after uh, the attack from Smog. This is like a few years after, like twenty or something odd years after that, and you can see Smog's bones sitting in the the lake. So, or we well, were in you were in Lake Town. You guys are help. You were staying in Lake Town and helping rebuild Dale, which wasn't too far away. So, that was my character's hometown. 
Lake Town. Yeah. And then, uh, so basically, everyone's, like, kind of doing their thing. Like, half of the party's, like, basically playing, like, farming and hunting simulator, <laughs> yeah. fishing simulator. We were playing Cabela's Most Dangerous Hunt. <laughs> This like, is what we were doing. Literally, like, what do you guys want to do? Like, oh, we're going to spend a week hunting. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to tra- hunt and trap for furs and meat. And then we're going to sell them. And then it was like, just got to the point where it's like, well, I mean, you guys kind of made a career. You could just settle down here yeah. and be hunters and trappers for and the then, rest like, of your life. And then, like, started a lucrative fishing business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like lucrative fishing business people are like wanting to work for us yeah people it's like, like you literally could just like all right we basically did all we need to do we can retire now and be fine you guys like had a house and everything like, <laughs> it is like more boring than the actual lord of the rings movie where they're just walking but the problem is there were super fun sessions it's like at least like in lord of the rings they're like walking with determination to like a destination and it's like in our lord of the rings D game it was like we're living the day in, day out life <laughs> of some common folk. We're just... But that's the thing is, like, even, like, sessions like they were like, oh, man, there's nothing exciting going on. We were having a blast. Yeah. Just, all right, this is what you find. And, like, they're, like, getting yeah. things taxidermied and, like, cloaks made and stuff like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other half of the party, by the other half, meeting Brad and Jake, <laughs> the wild cards. I'm so glad I didn't take a drink right there because when you said <laughs> the other half, meaning Brad and Jake, I almost spit it out. You know, so you can see now, Brad, known for being nefarious and doing dastardly things. Jake, will just, is just another agent of chaos. They were like, every time we look, every time, like, all right, now let's go cut over to these guys. And they both Jake's look. always like, hey, Brad, you got any bad ideas today? And they were, Brad's they were, like, oh, yes, I do. They would, like, they were sitting there, like, talking to each other. And I'm like, okay, what do you guys want to do? They would look at me, look at everyone else, and then they would pull out a phone. And then they would text me what they were doing. I'm like, uh, Okay. So, meanwhile, while I'm trying to handle them, the rest of the party is just sitting there in silence while, you know, the Chaos crew is just texting me what they want to do. And so they're texting me, oh, hey, we need to get, like, a ten, a hundred miles worth of rope. Yeah, like, uh, it wasn't a hundred miles, but it was, like, a ridiculous amount of rope. It was like, what? And, I'm like, and they're like, we need pickaxes, and we need, like, stuff to assemble snorkeling gear. And I'm like the fuck are they doing and then it hit me like these motherfuckers are going to try and steal smog's bones wasn't it his teeth like specifically they were trying to get her i don't know dragon teeth that's the whole thing was like what are they doing like it seems like to me like they were just planning on stealing smog's bones but it turns out they were just mining around they wanted to just mine around inside the lonely mountain for gold like, for defined, they wanted to try and mine their way in what? to the treasure hoard left by Smog. Oh my god. They were trying Dude, to mine their way. Weird. Yeah, so the entire time they were, I don't know, the party never found out. You guys never found out anybody. Yeah, that's of this. right. We'll just, like, yeah. have to ask them someday. Yeah, so if we ever revisit the game, which I've been, like, planning some stuff for that, but, uh, we, they basically were inside the Lonely Mountain, which, because if you don't remember, that's where Smog had taken all the treasure he'd hoarded. And there was still, there it was all assembled in a treasure room inside the mountain. So, their bright idea. They had, like, uh, some Mike Wazowski <laughs> using mainly spoons. Yeah, he'd like, dig a hole under the city and release it into the wild like, kind of they shit. They were just, like, 
gathering all this shit so they can just go into the mountain and not be seen for months on end. And they were trying to mine their way around and just enter the treasure room to steal all the all the treasure. <laughs> they were literally on some Ocean's Eleven type shit. <laughs> I don't know. So at one point, know. I'm like, all right, all right. I had to make like a, like checks to see how well like they were able to navigate their mining. At one point, they popped out of the opposite end of the Lonely Mountain. They had mined straight through the mountain, and they're like, hmm. They just looked at each other and just went, just went back and started mining another way. So they literally left a complete hole and unguarded entrance into the mountain and the dwarf capital. <laughs> this and other bright ideas. So it's just like, and then I think at one point they almost accidentally mined into the. Uh, king of the dwarves bedroom like they they managed to knock a hole in the wall enough for them to see what's in there and they they found out that it was his bedroom and they're like huh all right let's not acknowledge this ever again and they just kept going and tunneling a different way i think another great thing was because they were both dwarves right yeah (laughs) and brad's character what was his name oh my god i don't I don't remember his name, but I, I remember the, I remember Jake's name. What was it? His name was Frere Neckbreaker. Yeah, that's right. He was like, I am the Neckbreaker. <laughs> what, dude, what was Fred's character's name? Because I, I know it was great. There, I, it's on that sheet it's on pr- the refrigerator. They're probably on the fridge. All right, I'm going all right, to do all right, it. All right, so we're going to go see what it is. Just bring them all. I'm bringing them all. <laughs> yeah, this led to... Some very exciting adventures. And just kind of mining around in circles. And never once did they ever... Yeah, they never acknowledged or told the party. Uh, I think they ended up... They didn't find the treasure room. But they did find the... uh, Just random, like, bits of, like, gold. Just ore and stuff. Brad's name was Storm. Storm. Yeah, not not to be confused with Storm like the X Men, but Storm with or, an N, as or, in or Storm as in Natasha's character currently. Yes, that's true. Storm. So we had Storm and Frere Neckbreaker. Frere Neckbreaker. <laughs> and then we also had Ferdinand. I think that was uh, Matt. Nah, yeah, that was Nugget. Yeah, Nugget. And then Asen was Natasha. Mm-hmm. Thorindir was Cameron. <laughs> Dude, Thorindir is such a good name. That is a great name. But yeah, Brad's character. So uh, what did I, j- I just said? It was Storm. Yeah. So he... He, <sighs> he hates goblins. He hates <laughs> them. He hates them. Oh, yeah, so I forgot much. about this. And he's like, all my life, I've done nothing but hunt goblins. <laughs> And hates goblins. And so I was like, all right, all right, guy, you're kind of freaking me out here. And he's like, no, seriously, I hate goblins. I live to kill goblins. And we're like, all right, dude. And he's like, did you know that you can always find goblins? <laughs> and, like, Brad's starting to laugh in real life now. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't keep it together. He, like, can't keep it together. He's like, they have a... They have a call, <laughs> and I was like, or somebody was like, a call, like, what do you mean? He's like, yes, like, 
You use a call to hunt for ducks. Well, I have a call to hunt for... It's the war cry of the goblins. If you say it, or if you use it, then they always come. And we're like, what? what is the call? And he, he's like dying laughing right now at this point. And he just goes... Because <laughs> like... he was going to whistle a tune and he couldn't make it past one note. And so we were just like, really? And so... <laughs> That from that point on, it became canon on our game that if you just went, <laughs> that that was a goblin's war cry. Yeah, it's now tradition yeah, and it's carried over so, to every game we've ever played. That yeah. the goblin war, war cry is just a single whistle. I can't Monotonous. whistle, so. That's all it is. Dang. Ugh. I forgot about that. But then there was, there was a, it's a, then like when you guys finally left Dale, there was a, you guys were walking, you guys were walking along this path and you guys saw a dragon flying in the distance. Mm-hmm. Most of you were just like, nah, it's just, it's over there. Let's leave it alone. But the dwarves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. They decided to pick a fight. <laughs> they did decide to do that. <laughs> it did not go well. Yeah, there actually there's a few times in which the dwarves were like, "Do you want to fuck that thing up, bro?" And we're like, "No, please, like just let that be." And we're gonna like hope that that doesn't notice it. Like, have you ever watched Lord of the Rings, motherfucker? There's some things where it's like, it doesn't notice you. Just walk, and they're like, "I think we should fuck that thing up, man." <laughs> yeah. So they uh, decided to pick a fight with the dragon. It didn't end well. No. It landed and immediately murdered Storn. Didn't it kill... I thought it killed two people Well, right off the rip. It definitely, like, killed, killed Brad's dwarf. And it downed somebody else, though, right? Yeah, it downed somebody else, but you guys got them back up. So, you guys were just running around rampantly trying to ev- evade this thing. I just hid in the bushes. <laughs> I was like, that's it? Just don't <laughs> breathe? Don't make a sound? Okay, just say perfectly still but in like, the bushes. The dragon landed, and it didn't talk. It didn't say anything to him. It just went... <laughs> and just burnt them. Yep. And the guy died for that. <laughs> and so, it got to a point where everyone's running, and it cornered Cameron's character, Thorindir... And he turned around and goes, wait, 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 wait. Don't kill me. I have a proposition for you. And I'm like, okay. Oh, this, yeah. Like, roll a persuasion check. He rolls, and it was a natural 20. Of course, as any great DMV <laughs> story has. So the dragon stops and lets him, lets him know, okay, I'm listening. He goes, listen, listen, listen. I have a very lucrative fishing business. You can have a portion of all the proceeds... You can have all, like, the fish and meat you want from it. You just don't kill me. And the dragon thinks it over and goes, okay. Takes him and flies off into the distance. (laughs) So now there's a dragon that owns half of our fishing business (laughs) that we worked so hard to develop for months. You guys are not Which is actually a very, very short amount of time to create a very wealthy business, but we did. Somehow it worked. Somehow it worked, and then as quickly as it came, it was stripped away from <laughs> us by a dragon. <coughs> and uh, to make better, if I had been there, I would have been like, actually, just kill him. I mean, just really, that business isn't that great. And then uh, to make matters worse, the dwarves, one 
Ferreira Neckbreaker lived, and, you know, how he mourned his friend was to twist <laughs> the skull and remove the neck and spine from the body. I'm gonna fucking throw up. <laughs> Instead of, like, trying to help preserve his friend, he just murdered him. He made sure there was no helping him. He just removed that spine. Spinal extraction. A true warrior's burial. Like, what, dude? You're a freak. Like, there might have been a way to save him. And he's like, nope. No, no, not when his head's off his body. <laughs> you know, he's gone now, and I think he stole the rest of his coin. Yeah, probably. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> let's please... Actually, let's not go back to that game ever again. I'm glad that we ended it there. That was a nightmare, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, let's just end the episode there, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty solid point in this episode. Alright, um, yeah. As, as always, we are the Running on Empty Podcast. Where can we all be found, Joe? Uh, you can find me at ROE Tengu on Twitter, and you can find... Me at Octopus Inkblots, at everything. And... Uh, yeah, that's true, at everything, basically. And then, uh, at ROEORG, that's at ROEORG on Twitter, you can find us. Subscribe to us on YouTube, leave us a like, leave us a comment. Uh, check out our merchandise on our web page. What is it? it? That it was like uh, superior, superior Embroidery. Yeah, Superior Embroidery. We have hoodies. We have hats. We, we have, have koozies. We Or wait, that that might have gone away. I don't uh, know. We have aprons, apparently. T-shirts, aprons. Like, I try to avoid saying it every time, and he just brings up the fact that, like, We might there. have, like, bean bags. Or... We have flannels, though. We fought... Okay, for tooth, your right to have a flannel with tooth, our logo on it. Tooth and nail fought. Buy one. Yeah, so the flannels. Um, yep. And then, yeah, you can Here's. find our podcast, of course, on YouTube, Spotify, and a whole list of other things An- there. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Still not on Stitcher? What is Google Podcasts, actually? Like, you've probably I've said ne- that a thousand times. I've never used Google Podcasts. I just mean I, I use Stitcher. I, uh, I just heard about Google Podcasts for the first time right now. Even though I mention it every time every, you record. I know that you mention it every single episode, but I... <laughs> you just <laughs> now acknowledged it? I, I just now realized that Google has their own podcast app. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I've never used it. No, I just it's pretty use, embarrassing, like, right? Yeah, I just use Stitcher. Yeah, I just or, use YouTube. Uh, or what, what else do I use? It's, uh... I think I uninstalled the other one because I just used Stitcher. SoundCloud, maybe. Uh, no, something else. I forget what it is. It doesn't I matter. I use SoundCloud occasionally. It's uninstalled now, so I just either use YouTube or our uh, fucking Stitcher. I almost had Audible. But, uh, yep. I mean, yeah, so this is uh, Running on Empty, and just stay safe. Leave a comment and let us know if yeah. you have any cool D&D stories. Yeah, let know? us know some of your favorite yeah. D&D stories, or if you're just play some D&D, have some fun, and, uh, you know, we'll see you later. Peace. Out. Touch your dog.